It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources today. Great to be with you on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we attempt to actually slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, and help you make the news make sense. And uh, there is a lot to do, especially in the world of politics. Your voice, your vote, 2020. Special coverage on Inside Sources. Well, we know that we are two weeks away, two weeks away from Utah's primary election. Ballots should be sitting on your kitchen table, or better yet, uh, filled out, signed, sealed, and dropped in a box, a mailbox, or uh, one of the drop-off locations uh, that you can find. so important to to get engaged. I was just talking with uh, Dave and Debbie uh, from Dave and Dejanovic's show uh, about some recent polling going on relating to the governor's race. So we'll talk about that as we go through the day today. Uh, there's a debate tonight. Uh, we also have key congressional races going on and uh, commissioner races and so on. Uh, the attorney general's race is, is heating up as well. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to stay tuned here all day long for KSL News Radio to keep you up to speed on what's happening. And the important thing is to make sure as voters, you're getting to the specifics, that you're really thinking this through, that you're an informed voter, that you're taking time to to listen, to engage. Uh, we, we talked about on the show before how important it is that we're listening for the right things as it relates uh, to these candidates for elected office. And will they show political courage? Uh, are they in it just for themselves? Are they in it for the position? Uh, are they uh, Do they have a, a specific agenda or do they talk in sweeping generalities? Can they give you the details of their plan for taxes or education or uh, whatever the issues may be in that particular race? Uh, so we have to to do it just a little bit different and a little bit better, in my view, uh, if we're really going to uh, to get to this in a in a proper way. Especially here in the state of Utah, we know we can do it better. We can do it bigger. And uh, we can do it right and set an example to the nation of how we can engage in the process. Uh, Because remember, if we don't engage, uh, we will get what we get. And there's not a lot we can do uh, after that. It it becomes much more difficult to hold people accountable, to have transparency, to build trust. Uh, All of that is is really challenging. Uh, As always, uh, we look to history for guidance. We uh, especially as we look at evaluating candidates. Uh, really interesting. Uh, today, June sixteenth, eighteen fifty-eight, was the day Abraham Lincoln gave his infamous speech: uh, "A house divided, a house divided against itself cannot stand." And that took some political courage, which is something that is difficult to assess if you're just skimming across the surface, if you're just looking at the ads on Facebook, or just listening to what uh, the television commercials are telling you. 
uh, political courage matters. And you have to ask yourself, before you cast a vote, how will this person demonstrate political courage and real leadership? That's the test. So just a little backstory on uh, Abraham Lincoln and his speech. Again, this was the uh, Republican convention in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, They had chosen Abraham Lincoln as their candidate for the U.S. Senate, so he was going to be running against Democrat Stephen A. Douglas. We know a lot about their debates back and forth. Uh, As Lincoln prepared his speech for that convention, he actually shared it with his law partner, uh, William Herndon. And Herndon said this of the speech. He said it was morally courageous but politically incorrect. Uh, That sounds like a classic political consultant to me. Sir or madam, what you're about to say is morally courageous, but it's politically incorrect. I advise you not to do it. Be just vanilla. Defend the status quo. Uh, Lincoln actually delivered and read his entire speech uh, to his law partner, William Herndon, before. Uh, Lincoln said, that the proposition in this speech is indisputably true, and I will deliver it as it was written. He said, I wanted to use language that would be easy for the American people to understand and rouse them to recognize the perils of our time. Well, the the speech did uh, deliver, (laughs) as promised. It roused a lot of people. It actually gave his political opponent, Stephen Douglas, uh, a lot of ammunition to use in that election. And really fascinating, Uh, Herndon, again, this is Lincoln's law partner, years later, said that the speech awakened the people uh, and it ensured Lincoln's defeat in that Senate race. And the speech also made him president. Because it showed that Lincoln, as a statesman, a political philosopher, that he announced an eternal truth, not only as broad as America, but one that covered the entire world. So Lincoln had that political courage. Everyone told him, don't give that speech. It's not politically expedient. It will cost you the election. And and that's why one of the questions I always ask before casting a vote is, what will this person do to make a difference in the community if they lose? Because if the only thing you can see is what they will do only if they win, that's the wrong person for the job. Because then every decision they make will be based on holding on to power or holding on to that office. And you cannot show political courage in that space. Really interesting. Uh, Lincoln, in this speech, again, this is on June 16th, 1858. He'd just been given the nomination uh, to be the GOP Republican uh, senator uh, running against Stephen A. Douglas for that U.S. Senate seat. Lincoln said this of Stephen A. Douglas when it came to the issue of slavery, really the issue of the time. He said that Douglas doesn't care anything about it. And then this incredible statement. He said, Stephen A. Douglas, his avowed mission is impressing the public heart to care nothing about it. In other words, he was saying that his political opponent, their main interest was to either leave it as a wedge issue or to get the American people to not care that much about it, to be indifferent. Indifference is always the greatest danger 
to our liberty and freedom, to our prosperity and civil society, the strength of our communities. And so we're going to talk about this throughout the show today. We're going to get into what should we be asking ourselves about candidates for any office? Will they have political courage? How do we assess that? And how do we make sure we get those people elected in the state level, at the national level, uh, every level? Uh, it matters. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll be joined by my interview with our senior senator, Mike Lee, talking about charitable donations and generosity, why it's so important to the country. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 